Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into the show. I'm so pumped that you are back and we get to talk marketing again. I always enjoy chatting with you so much through this podcast. It means the world to me that you're a listener and that you love this podcast as much as you do. I love talking to you guys on Instagram and in my Facebook group. It's just so much fun. Okay, so today Sam Bell and I are about to spill some secrets from this book. We have been reading together that has not only made us drool because of all the marketing wisdom, but changed our mindset toward our business and how we approached everything. Because of this book, Expert Secrets, I have made a 180 switches behind the scenes of Market Beautifully. And wow, the results have just been so freaking amazing. So I'm really excited that we get to talk about how to create loyal fans, getting our audience to believe in what we sell, and how to battle objections to our products or services. This episode is fantastic and also a little lengthy. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Hey, Sam, welcome back to the show. For those of you that haven't met Sam Bell yet, she has been on episode 13 of the podcast and we talked about, which it was it was a blast, we talked about how to design a website that actually converts and leads to sales, which is really important. So go back and listen to Sam and I's uh, chat about, uh, it's on episode 13 about that website, how to design it in a way that actually converts all those leads that you're getting. But today we're talking about our favorite book ever that you're going to absolutely love uh, called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. But before we even dive into that, for those, yes, Expert Secrets, she's pulling up the book now for those that are watching, not watching the YouTube video. Um, Yes. So Sam, tell us more about you for those that didn't listen to episode 13 yet that are going to do that after they listen to this episode. But uh, tell us for for those that haven't met you, uh, what you do, where you're from, all that awesome stuff. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again on the show, Haley. I love this show. It's definitely one of my favorite shows and you are one of my favorite people to talk to. So it's awesome to be back again. Um, Yeah. So my name is Sam Bell and I'm from Brand It Girl and I help women to create flexibility and freedom in their lives by creating online businesses and blogs. I'm really passionate about creating that, um, creating creativity, I guess, in your lives and helping people to, uh, I suppose, find work-life balance where you don't have to give up one thing to have another. Um, And I passionately believe that you can have that family and have that career too. So that is what I do. And I help people through brand styling. So I do branding and web design. Um, But I also am an educator. I have a history in um, teaching at the university. So I was teaching marketing. And I also have the Brandy Girl podcast, which was largely inspired by this podcast. (laughs) So it definitely feels like a bit of a homecoming coming back here onto the show. So thanks for having me. Yes, so much has changed since episode 13. It has been insane, right, Sam? I mean, we met... But you actually were a listener of the podcast before I invited you on, and I didn't even know. And then when you were invited on, we became instant best friends. It was amazing. We just clicked. And now we're in a mastermind together, which has been so amazing. I I know that 
I can speak for you, Sam, because I feel like all of us are just constantly saying it, that we're, our businesses has grown, have grown so much since starting the mastermind and you started your podcast and it's just been amazing. So it's been really awesome to see both of us, like how much we've grown in business just since episode 13. Mm, absolutely. And that, um, that mastermind has been a game changer for mm -hmm. all of us. And I think yeah. we're always, all of us are saying all the time, like, I love this mastermind. So mm -hmm. if you yeah. haven't got business besties, guys, I definitely recommend that you get them because Haley and I are definitely happy we found each other. Oh yes. Business besties are the best. And one of the things that we love to do in our mastermind is share um, all these awesome books that we've been reading or just uh, just all these awesome tools that we've been using that really help. And one of the books that we're all reading, uh, well, Michelle's actually picking it up too. Yeah, so we're all reading it, is Expert Secrets. And that's what we're talking about today because this book has been just amazing. Like I, I read this and the marketing nerd inside of me is just drooling from all the awesome knowledge. Like it's crazy because you think, oh yeah, a book about marketing, it's, it has all these awesome things. This has such a different perspective than just a typical marketing book or a typical business book or just even just listening to a podcast. He has such a unique view on things that makes you really think. And it's been awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. Russell Brunson is, for those of you who don't know, he is the creator of ClickFunnels, which is a software where you can create funnels for your business. And he is just, this guy is an expert and he is literally sharing his secrets in this book. Um, and it's stuff that I guess there's, there's things in it that I've never thought about, but, and, and I love that because I have a master's in marketing and I feel like I've heard it all, but there's things in here that I have never heard before. Yep. Um, which really blew me away. And then there's a lot of stuff that I guess I knew, but it's been framed in a different way than I've ever heard it framed before. So even for people who feel like they are, you know, masters of marketing, <laughs> as I feel like I was, there is huge amounts of stuff in here for you to learn. And I've been recommending this to everybody from people who are starting out in right. online business who have never touched anything to do with online business before, right through to people who have heaps of experience. So I think it's for everyone. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like it's very easy to understand, even no matter where your foundation level is at. And it and you know, that is a unique aspect of this book, I feel like, because that's really hard to write a book that everywhere from beginners to experts can actually learn something from it and take something away and go, wow, that is the best book I've ever read. So he does it perfectly. And you know, if, if you're a beginner, he draws stick figures. So, you know, it makes, it makes you feel like, oh, I can understand that. You know, it's not as intimidating. Yes. Sam's holding up the stick figures right now. That's like, Yes, the big domino, and he has a stick figure, and he has graphics that he's drawn out. There we go. There's another. I mean, the whole book is stick figures, but it's. I love stick figures. I kind of revert back to that five year old, and <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. I think yeah. the fact, and this is something that we will talk about in this episode, I think. Um, he has he has a knack of simplifying things so that everybody can understand it no matter what right. level that you're at. And that's actually one of his strategies that he recommends for us to use in our own marketing messages. And I know that we'll get into that a little bit more as we go through, but yeah, I think that that's one of the, the charms of this book is that it just breaks it down. It makes it really simple to understand. So that's definitely why I recommend it to a lot of people. And I think why it's been such a game changer for all of us, because we're so busy. 
exactly. You know, mm-hmm. we have so many things going on. We are consuming so much information. Um, and and it's been a game changer because it's so easy to consume. Yeah, it's jam-packed mm-hmm. with info, but it's the way he presents it is really easy. It is. Yes. And we are talking about aspects of this book that no matter where you're at in business or what business you run, you can pull something out. So this book is specifically talking about experts in their area and, you know, how to market. And he he has this whole plan, but we didn't want to focus on like the webinar aspect or any of that aspect because that might not apply to everyone. So everything we're talking about today, you can twist it and apply it to whatever you are doing, even in your life. Like it's a, it's amazing just what you can take away, even if you're not an infopreneur. So I think the first thing that I really wanted to cover was creating loyal fans because no matter what brand or business you are, having a loyal following, a loyal fan base is crucial to the success of your business. I mean, they're the foundation of your business. You should be loving on them. And I feel like this is a struggle for a lot of business owners is is getting that audience and then making them loyal fans like they are all about you and that's really hard and Russell just breaks it down in such an easy simplified way and um I think and one of the okay I'll just go over I mean exactly what you have have the notes encourage their dreams justify their failures ally their fears confirm their suspicions and throw rocks at their enemies those are the five things you do to create loyal fans and I was like, what? That's so perfect. So I let's expand on those, Sam. Um, encourage their dreams. I have, as their leader, it is vital you understand your audience's dreams and then encourage them inside the new opportunity you are creating for them. Parents often discourage their children's dreams, which I thought was really interesting that he went there to like the childhood aspect. Um, they, they discourage their children's dreams for their own good, in quotation marks, <laughs> and attempt to steer them towards more reasonable goals. And children often accept this as normal until others come along who believe in them and encourage their dreams. So he's basically saying there's some little kid inside of everyone that just wants to be encouraged that just wants to be told you can do anything you want to do because you are good enough I mean how how would you say this relates to you know our businesses Sam yeah absolutely I think that that's a huge one because um I know that I'm probably not alone in this but when I started my online business and definitely over the last few years I've had a lot of resistance from people that don't understand what I'm doing and and I think you've had the same thing where people don't really understand how you can be making money online. Yeah. Um, and and that can be really hard because we work really hard on our businesses and to not have people that are, I guess, bought into what we're doing and they're not they don't truly believe what we're doing, it can be really upsetting and it can it can drain our energy. So if you have somebody and really if we just put ourselves in the position of imagining if you have somebody that is a hundred percent like, yes, you've got this anything that you want to do, it'll be fine. Like your big dreams. Yes. Like you are the person to do this. You're going to gravitate towards that person because we all want that, as you said, little kid inside to be validated and to be told anything that you want to do is possible. The sky's the limit. We, we all want to hear that. Mm -hmm. So I think if we have somebody who is talking like that to us, it's definitely going to, to help us. And, and I know that my fiance is the person for me who's just always like, well, anything that you want to do, will make it happen. You know? So, um, you've got this, you've got this. So to hear that is, is great. And if you, if you're in a community of people and you've got 
a leader who is talking to you like that and inspiring you to feel like your dreams are possible, you're going to be, you're going to be a fan of them. You're going to trust them, I guess, because they trust in you. Right. So I think as a leader, as the business owner, as a CEO, you should take it upon yourself to find out what your audience's dreams are. You should really get to the bottom of, okay, what is this, that little kid inside of them really wanting to do? Who are they wanting to become? And then encourage them. Be that encourager. Be their cheerleaders. This is the moment where you pull your pom-poms out of, of the cabinet and you start shaking them like crazy. Okay? You're just going to shake your pom-poms. You're going to be really awesome. You're going to encourage them. You're going to love them. You're going to make them feel like, you know, they are so encouraged because, you know, there's so much negativity in this world. And this just goes back to just in general, be a nice person. But there's so much negativity in this world. Don't be more negative. You know, you want to, of course, spread light. You want to spread positivity. And not only is this going to create a loyal fan base, but you're encouraging people's dreams. How awesome is that, that we as leaders, as CEOs, get to encourage people's dreams? Like we're going to make an impact on people's lives. I just think that's the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. And getting those emails from people that say, you know, I didn't know that I could do this until I found you on Pinterest or on Facebook and I started following you. And now I have this thing and thank you so much for not even realizing that you were helping me build this, but just by being you, you were helping me build this. So I think that those emails are my favorite emails. They make my week. (laughs) One of those emails with a couple of lines can make my entire week feel worth it. Um, And Yeah, I think that that's, it's really important to encourage people's dreams. I just, I think one of the things I do want to pull out there though is that it is really important to do that market research. As you said, find out what their dreams are. And I think that a lot of people can skip the market research phase when they're starting online business, even, um, you know, established businesses. We need to keep going back and doing that market research. So constantly keep learning about these dreams because they do change as well. That's true. So the next thing Russell talks about is justifying their failures. And he says Mm. most people who become followers have already tried to make a change before. So whatever you're teaching or, you know, you're you're telling them about or whatever your product is, they may have already tried a similar product. They may have already tried kind of what, what you're talking about before, but they failed. And so it's important that you take the blame for these past failures off their shoulders and place it back onto the old opportunities they attempted in the past. This way they will be more open to try your new opportunity, your new product, your new service, whatever it is that you're offering in this world. So, you know, as a, as the leader, as a CAO, you know, you are that person that's going to not only encourage them, now you're taking all of that shame, all that regret, all that negativity, bad feeling of their failures based on whatever, you know, your niche is. And you're just going to take it off of them. And you're going to say, here, give it to me. You know, it's not your fault. It's okay. I have this thing that's actually going to work for you. You're going to love it. This is going to make your life easier. You know, I'm going to provide the solution. This was not your fault. Every time before that you've tried this, don't worry about it. So I love that now we're not only encouraging their dreams, we're lifting all of this weight off their shoulders. Yeah, I love that too. And I think that by, I think one of the objections that people are going to have when it comes to investing with you in the future is potentially that they have tried things in the past that has failed. They've already spent money in the past and it's failed. So if you're able to alleviate some of the, I guess, the guilt and the buyer's remorse from past decisions, 
that's definitely going to help them feeling safe with investing in you in the future. So yeah, I definitely agree. It is, it's so important to let people know that it's not their fault and decisions that they've made in the past that didn't work out, it's, it's okay. It's all a learning curve. And now we're presenting them with a new opportunity that is going to, yeah, potentially be a lot better. So I really love that Russell's included that because that's something that I think when people make it feel okay that I've made bad decisions in the past, it's like it gives me permission to forgive myself. So I think that that's a really good thing that he's talking about there. I think so too. And, you know, we have three more things that are going to make your your audience feel, or not feel, but they will become more loyal fans. All of these are based on emotional connection. So you're connecting them emotionally to you. So you're not only saying, hey, I'm providing this information. You're connecting more on a friendship level, which, you know, increases the know, like, and trust factor. So I just think it's really interesting the way he goes about it. The third thing is mm-hmm. allying their fears. So putting their fears to rest and giving them hope, they will follow you to the ends of the earth, which... I love that he said ends of the earth. I just think that's cool because, you know, it's what we're trying to create is those loyal fans that are just crazy about everything we put out. Um, but by putting their fears to rest and giving them hope, I mean, how awesome is that, that we that we get to do that? So that's the third thing that he does mention. Yeah, I love that. Hope is a huge thing. And having faith and having hope is, it's going to make all the difference. You need to give right. people hope. You need to show them the bigger picture. You need to show them that it's possible um, and that it's okay to be scared, but, you know, let's put those those fears to one side because I'm going to help you through this. So definitely, yeah, putting their fears to rest is a big one. And the fourth thing he talks about, which I had never even considered before or thought about, is confirming their suspicions. Because he says your audience is already suspicious of you and others in your market, but they want to believe change is possible. Confirm in story format that you had similar suspicions and describe how you overcame them. It will really bond people to you. And I thought that this was really interesting because... I mean, originally, I had a lot of suspicions about the market I was even in because I had partnered up with people or I had seen people do really slimy things. And, you know, I actually had a business partner this past year and we didn't work out. But, oh, my goodness, just seeing that realm of people actually lie to their audience. You know, that's slimy. That's gross. I just wanted to take a shower. Mm. Like, oh, so, Mm. and then I had so many suspicions after that. And I know that people have gotten screwed over. And so he's saying, Mm. you know, don't deny their suspicions. They're suspicious and you should confirm them. So, you know, whatever Mm. they're suspicious about in your niche, you should confirm them. And, you know, for me, I can say, look, there are people out there like that. And then you're confirming that suspicion for them and you're providing backed up trust you're providing tons of you know awesome free content to show you're legit you're the real deal and Mm. you're not anything like that yeah absolutely I think that being really authentic and open about the fact that there are people out there that are going to do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. and acknowledging that you that yeah you've experienced it yourself I mean it's relatable right it makes you relatable to your audience if you're able to go yeah there are people out there like that not only are there people out there like that, but I've actually experienced it firsthand as well. And I'm I'm taking a different road here. And it just makes you accountable to your audience as well because you're being really upfront about what kind of business you want to have and what kind of business you don't want to have. Um, and that, that just gives people an insight into who they're dealing with and your own personal experiences. And one of the things that um, in my community I talk about a lot is the suspicion that online business is actually really hard. And I really love talking about this because I don't want people to enter into online business thinking, 
thinking that it's a get rich quick scheme because a lot of people say, you know, get rich in 90 days, make a million, you know, make six figures in the next three months. That doesn't happen. It no. doesn't actually exist. No. Like, and I'm really passionate about talking about that because I don't want people to enter into this thinking that that's going to happen if you hand over a bunch of money to somebody because it just doesn't work like that. Okay. So that's one of the suspicions that, yeah, yeah, a lot of people will tell you that. And I'm not going to tell you that because a lot of people have told me that too. Right. So, yeah, I love that one. And you're right, I never thought about it either. So that's definitely one of yeah. those new nuggets that I was talking about that I've learned from Russell through this book because that's something completely new to me, right. confirming suspicions. Yeah. Well, and I think that we hadn't thought about it because us as business owners, we don't do that. You know, there are so many yeah, things that we right. see other people do or other people say and we would never even think about misleading people or saying things like that to mm. get more money. And so I think it comes as a shock to me, but I've had to, mm. I, it was a definitely a wake up call for me. And I said, okay, if this is happening, I need to know what else is happening so that I can mm. protect my audience for one, because I feel like a mother hen, you know, you're just like, I love mm. my people. I don't want them to be hurt. But then also just from a knowledge perspective of, okay, I need to know how, you know, the, just the kind of suspicions that are out there in my industry so that I can better market to my people and to audiences that I'm trying to have them become my people. So it's, yeah. it's definitely an interesting perspective and something to take into consideration, whatever business you have, for sure. Yeah, I love that one. Okay, I also never thought of this one. This is the other one that I hadn't thought of, is throwing rocks at their enemies. Ugh. I love this. It's kind of like you become like you're in third grade again. Like if Sam and I were in third grade together and we're like, oh my gosh, I really hate this girl. Oh my gosh, me too. And then you become best friends. I feel like this is the concept of this, except not as petty. Yeah. Well, actually it kind of is. So he says, throw rocks at their enemies. Uh, the big key to growing a following is to create an us versus them mentality in your community. Who are you collectively fighting against and the common a common enemy just bonds you. So it's like that petty third grader. Oh, I hate that girl. She wears plaid or something, whatever. I don't know. And then you just bond. <laughs> so it's like us versus her or us versus them. So they're creating this, uh, this, I guess, barrier between the two. And uh, Russell does this even within his podcast intro I've seen is he says, you know, you're not like those people that are cheating and getting investments or, you know, you're getting capital venture. You're not doing that. You're doing it the hard way. You're an entrepreneur, all this stuff. And it's creating that us first them. You're like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't do that. And so it's getting you pumped up. Like, yeah, I'm a Russ. I'm a follower of Russell because I don't, I don't do that way. I I'm not, becoming a business owner by getting other people's money. So he does this really well. And I found it really interesting the take he had on it. If it is target audience very well. So that's pretty yeah. Well, I mean, we just, we just did that exact thing a couple of minutes ago when we were talking about the slimy quick sell, yeah. um, you know, online marketing people, we literally just did that ourselves and said, you know, we are not like them. We, right. Right. We verse them. So I think that throwing rocks at your enemies is a really great way of create, creating a community. And you don't need to do it in a way that's aggressive and that's no. going to hurt anyone's feelings. That's not what we're talking about here. We're just saying we're establishing who our tribe is by putting those parameters around it and making exactly. it very clear what those people, what, what that looks like, I guess, and what right. is the alternative. Um, so, yeah, like what 
it's not really about, you know, I, I suppose in my community it is talk. I'm like, okay, we're a community of women. Like, right. so it's not even, it's not even that I'm saying men aren't welcome here or that men are bad or anything like that, but I'm putting those parameters around it. So I guess you can look at it from that perspective too. But as I said, really making that clear line of us versus them and who we are not and who we are is it's definitely good for clarifying and and creating that sense of community right and I had Janet Gwynn on the show and she has a product so I'm just going to try to get this over in the product world for any of you product owners or service owners you could kind of get another perspective so you know for her she has like custom hand-painted laptop cases and phone they're gorgeous Sam if you haven't checked her out you definitely should she's, oh, she's an amazing <laughs> yeah she's an amazing designer and I loved having her on the show but uh, with her she tries to have entrepreneurs and there's like a certain type of entrepreneur and if you're not this entrepreneur, you know, you don't have Janet Gwynn designs. And it's just really cool the way she's done it. And she's created a, a specific type of, of character. And it's kind of like an anthropology. You know, anthropology, you know, if you're an anthropology girl, it's like Janet, you know, if you're a Janet Gwynn girl, you just know because of her style, her look, she, she doesn't even have to come out and say it. It's just that look. It's just her photography. It's everything. And it kind of becomes that, oh yeah, I'm a part of this community. I'm a part of, I'm a follower of Janet. So there's different ways of doing it. I feel like that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can, as you said, apply to any type of business product or service based. Yeah, definitely. So creating loyal fans to do that, we have to one, encourage their dreams, bring out your pom-poms. That's the moment. You got to do that. <laughs> Two, you got to justify their failures. Three, you got to ally their fears. Four, confirm their suspicions. And five, throw rocks at their enemies. So just bring out that petty third grader self of yours. So those are the five things you have to do to create loyal fans I feel like that's a pretty solid list and I learned a lot from that yeah absolutely I think it's great lessons for all of us and you know with with communities that are so visible at the moment we've got so many Facebook communities Instagram mm -hmm. communities um social media is big on this this is all they're perfect platforms and these are great opportunities to start building yourself as a leader on those platforms so yeah I agree that's been that was a great lesson in this book I think I think so too. Okay, so the next thing after you create your loyal fan base, you know, you have your audience, the raving fans, then we're going to move on to storytelling because now that you have your loyal fans, you need to master the art of storytelling. And Russell really stresses this throughout the whole entire book, right, Sam? I feel like, you know, he's yeah. constantly bringing it up throughout the whole thing. And he is a master at this. While I was reading this book, I actually watched a Facebook Live and he was so freaking fantastic I was just like I've never seen someone tell so many stories and so little it was like efficient stories that really made you think and then it connected to what he was selling in such a profound way it was just incredible anyways he talks about the power of storytelling and and the way you tell your stories in order to not only sell your products but connect yourself to your audience so he has a whole outline in here on how to tell your story and specifically your story that connects people to yeah. you. So once you define yourself as, you know, that that leader, that character, then you can talk about your epiphany bridge, which is your aha moment. That's what he calls it. Mm -hmm. And I found this really interesting because what he what he said was you don't need to be selling people this product before they've even realized that they want it. So, you know, you've already got, okay, for instance, I get, I get pumped up about things. Like if I find something new, 
I mean, I get so excited. I'm like a five-year-old. And like, I'll find this new pro product uh, or program, like I, the app plan, for instance, P-L-A-N-N. It's this app that schedules your Instagram feed. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Christy Lawrence made it. And so when I found it, I was pumped. I was like, Heck yeah. Actually, Christy's from Sydney, Australia. You probably, you know her, right? She is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah she's she's <laughs> awesome. And so when I found this app, I was pumped. And then I would tell everyone about it and they weren't as pumped because I didn't lead them up to what my aha moment was with it. Like, okay, what, how did this change my life? Like, where was I at before I found this app? And now why am I here because of the app? And so it was like this epiphany bridge that I went through and I didn't lead my audience through that epiphany bridge for me. I mean, with me, I just said, oh, look at this app. It's so cool. You know, I just skipped over to the end of the bridge. Well, they're still at the beginning of the bridge. So what you doing, Haley? You need to go back to the beginning of the bridge, tell them how you were at the beginning of the bridge and then lead them over the bridge with your story. And that was such a light bulb moment for me. Like I was, wow, I, I couldn't... I guess I had trouble putting myself in my audience's shoes, like going back before the bridge. And I need to, I need, cause I, I just, it's the excitement in me. I just get so excited. I just want to tell everyone, but I need to slow down, go back over the bridge and then lead people with me, uh, with over the bridge with my story. Well, I think what's funny about what you're just saying is that you actually used the Epiphany Bridge sort of structure when you told me about this book, because I wouldn't have read this book. I wouldn't have even known about this book if you hadn't told me about it. And what I That's think funny. is really great is that you actually, you did do the the Epiphany Bridge for me when it came to this book, because you met me where I was yeah. and you helped me to get to where you were, which was <laughs> buying the book and reading it like, you know, an obsessed yeah. person. Yeah. So I blame you for my obsession. <laughs> You're welcome, um, Sam. You're welcome. <laughs> and look, really, the whole book is such an awesome lesson in how to tell a story. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling to tell your story or even if you're not really sure how to set up a sales page. If, oh, yeah. If there's so many ways that you could use this book. So for us to try to talk about how to tell a story without you actually reading this book is really difficult because I think that if you yeah, if you want any guidance when it comes to storytelling, this book is definitely one for you. Yeah, so as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Russell does talk a lot about um, oversimplifying a story mm -hmm. so that it makes a lot more sense. So um, before we move on to the big domino, because I know that that is one of the exciting parts that we're going yes. to be talking about, um, I'd love to just quickly talk about this because this was one of the things that really stuck out for me. And he said that you can use a kinder-like bridge. Yes. And let me explain that with an example. Um, if you are talking about a really complicated idea, you can break it down, you can simplify it by using a kinder-like bridge. So an example of a kinder-like bridge um, Russell talks about in the book a product called T Ketones. And it's really interesting because as I was telling Haley before this episode, my um, future brother-in-law has just signed up with the exact business that Russell Branson was talking about. So it's very weird for me. But he used he uses ketones as an example. So an example of a kind of like bridge is that the goal is to get ketones into your body. Now, what are ketones? Well, they are kind of like millions of little motivational speakers running through your body that give you energy and make you feel awesome. So ketones is a really complex idea, right. but he's just breaking it down by simplifying it. So I love that. 
So I just wanted to yeah. mention that before you. Well, and he said, make it to where a third grader could understand. Like, just pretend like your audience is third graders and, you know, dumb it down to that extent to where anyone could understand. Because sometimes, like, I need it to be dumbed down. A ketones, I wouldn't mm. even know where to begin with that because I'm not in that field. If you threw a marketing term at me, mm. I gotcha, girl. But if it's anything health related mm. that doesn't involve pizza, like, you have to explain it to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I think he does a really great job at that of just breaking that down and you know anyone can understand what 100 motivational speakers do inside your body and run around like you know anyone can understand that yeah. so I think that's a perfect example use those kind of like bridges use those you know really big concepts and I've actually started doing this with clients you know with you know I obviously with market beautifully I work with specifically online business owners and I'm very strict with that but um, at my job I work with local business owners and a lot of local business Business owners, you know, they're they're amazing at what they do. They are so great. But with them, whenever it comes to marketing, they have no idea. And you know, that's obviously mm -hmm. why I'm helping them. But uh, I use a lot of kind of like bridges to help them understand what I'm doing, how I'm helping them. Because if they don't understand how you're helping them, how you're benefiting them, then why would they be paying you to help them? And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's you really have to set that foundation of they know what you're doing, but they don't want to know all the technical terms. They don't want, and Russell calls mm. this techno babble. So don't use techno yes. babble, which I am so guilty of because I'm in this world 24 seven. And so mm. use those kind of like bridges, dumb it down. And I, I dumb it down. I don't like that phrase. I should think of a better mm. phrase, you, but you get what I'm, well, you get what I'm saying. Um, well, I just think that we have so much going on in our brains that when it's just broken down and made really clear and simple, yeah. we have the ability to process it much quicker and people are far more likely to buy because mm -hmm. it's not something that they have to go away and think about for a few days in order to get their head around. They've right. got right. their head around it instantly. So I guess in a way it is dumbing it down, but just simplifying it mm -hmm. is just, I think it's, I always feel like I'm more confident that the person speaking to me knows what they're speaking about if they can just simplify it. So mm -hmm. sometimes complicated is not better. Sometimes simple is better. I agree. Okay, the big mm -hmm. domino. Let's let's move to Woo! the big domino. Woohoo! I, I love this part. <laughs> this this was also everything was a game changer for me. But this was definitely oh, a me moment. Too. Yeah, where I was like, oh. That's so genius. And, you know, the big domino, he said, everyone's focused on all these little things, you know, but you really just have to have your customer or your potential customer believe one thing. Like, what's that one thing that's going to knock over all the other objections? And he did this so well. So, you know, the, the big domino is definitely something you want to identify in your business. So to find what your big domino is, it's this is the statement that you can fill in. If I can make people believe that blank, my new opportunity is or there, it's a key to what they desire most and is only attainable through whatever your specific vehicle is, then all other objections and concerns become irrelevant and they have to give me money. So, for instance, let's say um, I, I'm launching my new course, Asana for the Entrepreneur, like next week actually. So I'm just going to come up with my big domino for Asana for the Entrepreneur. If I can make people believe that Asana for the Entrepreneur is the only attainable way to get organized, get efficient, 
and be able to focus on the growth of your business instead of the time that's magically lost throughout your day, then all other objections and concerns become irrelevant and they have to give me money. And by the way, it is the only possible way and it's only $27. So can I just interject here because (laughs) I beta tested for a for the entrepreneur (laughs) and like I know that we hadn't talked about this we guys we didn't plan to talk about this on this episode but I just want to say that Asana for the entrepreneur has changed my business like I am so much more productive and I have a VA now and thank god I have Asana for (laughs) my VA management because we are so oh we are so much more across everything. So like, seriously, wow, everybody needs to take that. And if you're not on Asana and if you have no idea what Asana is, or even if you are on Asana and you're just, you're not using it to the best of your ability, you got to take this course. So sorry, that was just, just to interject and give you a little shameless plug. Well, thank you. I really do. This is like my favorite course, which is funny because it's only a $27 program, but I wanted to make it inexpensive so anyone could get it. But if you don't know what Asana Mm. is, it's a project management tool that has flying unicorns and magical creatures that fly across your screen whenever you check things off your to-do list. So, I mean, that's a hair flip moment if there isn't one to begin with. I mean, come on. No, it's definitely $27 is the best. It's the best $27 you'll ever spend inside your business. Hands down. Thanks. I believe that. (laughs) Well, and Asana, the actual tool itself is 100% free. So that's why I love Asana because, you know, I I have a team. Sam has a team. But even whenever we do have a team, Asana is free and I don't. I, it has all the features I need. The free version does. The paid version, I don't even yeah. need those features. And, you know, we have a multiple member team. I mean, I don't really need any more than what I have. So it's amazing free tool. And then I'm going to show you how to use it effectively. So anyways, it's a really cool program. And it's a really cool tool to use. Even if you don't want to buy my program, get a sauna because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like we've, we've gone off topic there, yeah, but it we needed did. to be said. It did. So <laughs> It did. It's so important. Okay. So that's the big domino. Yeah, so to bring it back to the ketones example that we were talking about a moment ago, Russell actually breaks down this formula and puts it into that ketones example. So we've had the Asana for the entrepreneur example, but here's another one for you. So if I can make them believe that getting their bodies into a state of ketosis is the key to losing weight and is only obtainable through drinking Pruvit's ketones, which put your body into ketosis in less than 10 minutes, then all other objections and concerns become irrelevant and they have to give me money. So you can see as it's the exact same formula and it just, it's what's that one big thing that's going to knock down the other objections that is going to make saying no impossible. That's going to make walking away, not an option for people. So I I love the big domino. I thought that was a, yeah, a great lesson. Well, and it's amazing because now all your content is focused on belief. Like you have to get, and first of all, this could be totally manipulated. I mean, you could have some manipulative person that uses this theory to manipulate people, but truly believe in what you're selling. And I know you do because everyone that listens to this podcast is gold and I love you all, but I really want you to, before you even get to this big domino, believe that it really is. Like, I believe with all my heart that my program, Asana for the Entrepreneur, can do that. If I didn't, Mm. I wouldn't be selling it. So, first of all, just make sure you really believe it. And second of all, if you really believe it, people will know that. People will see it and they'll start believing it. And this whole big domino theory is based off belief. You have to get them to believe. And you can do that in so many ways. And Russell talks about it in his book. And I wish we had time to go through all of it, but we don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I guess one of the other things to say with this is that um, if you're looking at look at your sales pages as well, you can look at your sales pages through this lens. And if you're asking people to believe more than one thing, it's too much. You're taking Very up true. too much of their brain space. You need to just give them that one thing to believe and to invest their belief in. And, and that should be that one big domino, that one thing that flips everything else over. So don't try to address absolutely every belief that they need to have because that's not going to work either. You just need to hit that one key belief. And if you're struggling with what that, that one big domino is, then maybe you don't fully believe in your product. Maybe you need to take some right. steps back and you need to do that work again before you get to this point. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, just focus on one thing. I feel, and I, I struggle with this because I'm like, oh, well, it, it's just so many things. <laughs> you know, you want to you yeah. pick so many things, but you can't. You just have to focus on one and you just got to sit your booty in a chair and pick one and go with it. Just just really pick mm -hmm. that strongest belief. Um, I I'm struggle with this big time, so. Oh, I do too. I do too. Because you want to tell people all the great advantages of your product or your service. Yeah. And I know that there's many because you're wonderful and you have lots of skills, but <laughs> you just got to pick that one big one right. that just topple everything else over. Okay. You created your loyal fans. You've done amazing with mm -hmm. that. You got your pom-poms out. You put out your third grader self. You know, we've done all that. You know your story. You're going to, you know, you're going to master the art of storytelling. And I, we really couldn't go over this in depth. I really do suggest getting the Expert Secrets book. And he will show you how to develop the perfect story. So we're going to, you're going to master the art of storytelling. And then you're going to find that one big belief, that big domino, you know, that's going to knock over all other objections. And you really need to focus on how the power of belief plays into a role of selling and now I want to move on to the the fifth major point that I really got out of this book that I thought was amazing is the three secrets or beliefs that keep people from buying and I think this is really important because you know obviously with every launch with every product or every service we have our conversion rates and so that's the people the amount of people that came and that actually converted that actually clicked the buy button right and so I feel like a lot of people they're on the fence like, okay, you've knocked over that big domino. Now they're on the fence. They're like, they're almost there, but just not quite yet. Like you could say three more words and they would click the buy now button, but they're just really not sure. And so he really goes over this in detail and I just thought it was amazing. So I wanted to cover these three secrets that he had. And the first one was the vehicle. And the vehicle is other false beliefs they may have about the vehicle or new opportunity you're presenting. So that product, the service, whatever it is that you're telling them about, they kind of have false beliefs about what it's really about and if it's actually going to work, you know? So um, that's what the vehicle is. And that's something that, and you know, in the, in the book, Russell suggests the, well, there's three false beliefs, vehicle, internal belief, and external belief. So he suggests bringing like just a table. You could even print off a table or have one online and just have like columns, the, the vehicle column, internal belief column, external belief column, and then write down all the false beliefs they'll have. And then after you have all those false beliefs, you can prove them wrong. Anyways, but we'll get to that after we go through all of them. But I just thought, keep that in mind while we're going through this because it was really interesting and I think it's a way to organize all these false beliefs your customers or potential customers may have about whatever you're offering. So that's the vehicle. What do you have to say about the vehicle aspect of that? Yeah, I think that with any new opportunity that you present, people are going to have preconceived ideas of what that means and what that will actually do for them and yeah they'll have beliefs that 
that for you, you're like, well, where did that come from? Like, did I did I give them some cue that they should think that because it's a new opportunity? Right. But remember that people are coming from the perspective of trying a lot of things before they got to you. Um, they've had a lot of experiences in different areas of their life that are impacting on their perception of what you've just put in front of them. So they're going to have these false beliefs about what you're actually offering because they don't really know. So you need to break that down. You need to educate them about what this new, new opportunity actually looks like, what the vehicle actually looks like um, and what it will do for them. So, yeah, I, I think that that's a, a big thing that can stop people from buying and, um, yeah, definitely one of the things that we need to address. I think so too. And the, and the second thing he talks about is internal beliefs. And these are beliefs about their own abilities to execute on the new opportunity. So this doesn't even involve you at all. This is all about them. Like what's going on inside their head, inside their heart, inside their mind. So I thought this was interesting how he broke this down and how to solve this problem. And I think this goes back to encouraging their dreams and, you know, how all those five steps to create a loyal fan to really emotionally connect with them. But that's what the the second the secret I guess is that keeps people from buying yeah people have these fears that they don't have the skills and that they don't have the ability and that they don't have the tools and the resources and and you know and you can be putting everything that they need in front of them to to do it and then that you know self negative self-talk kicks in and goes yeah but you can't do this you're not you know you're not a designer you're not a copywriter you're not a this you're not a that um, and so that negative self-talk is one of the things that you need to actually address as a marketer and as somebody who's selling. And it can be very hard because you've got to essentially get into people's heads and change what they're telling themselves. So it, that's a, it's a challenge, I think. And um, it's I think that that's a big reason that people don't buy, especially info products, I think, because they want they want the, the help that they're looking for, but they don't believe that they're capable of actually executing on it. Right. So, yeah, that was a big one. And it was a good one for me to learn that as well, that you do actually need to take. And that comes back to what I've said at the beginning of this episode about market research. You actually right. need to spend the time, no matter what stage of business you're in, doing that market research and finding this stuff out. Because unless you talk to your audience, you don't know what these internal beliefs are, right? So, yeah, you've got to take that time. Yeah, yeah. And the third one is external beliefs. So these are false beliefs uh, they have about outside forces that could keep them from success. Things beyond the individual's control, such as time or the economy. So, and and this one is definitely something that you want to do market research on too, um, just to see kind of what's going on in their head about these things that are they think that are going to keep them from success. Yeah, and I know that one of the big ones for my community is, well, I have children and they need X amount of time and they need X amount of money. And mm -hmm. and I think that that can stop a lot of people because they don't believe that they have the resources or the time to, I guess, execute properly on, on a product. Um, so I think that that's definitely one that can come up for people a lot, that family factor. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely time is a big one. I don't have enough time for this. I'm not going to have enough time to do this justice. Therefore, I won't buy. So really addressing those fears are going to, I guess, get people across the line a little. Um, and if you can show them, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but if you can show them that these are not actually true, these fears and these these beliefs are not actually true and here's what's true, it's going to make a difference. Right. 
So now that we have these three secrets, I suggest creating a master list. And this is what Russell talks about, mm -hmm. is creating this master list with those three columns. And then, and this doesn't have to be perfect the first time. You can keep adding to it, girl. Like, don't think yeah. that once you got it, the very first time you're good so you can have your vehicle internal beliefs external beliefs and then everything that your audience says write it down like just write it down or even if you hey, think yeah start a spreadsheet start a yeah. google spreadsheet yeah yeah super easy google spreadsheets free i mean just just start it and then keep writing keep adding to it and then now that you have this bank of all of these false beliefs that are going on in your audience's head that is gold now solve mm -hmm. them like prove them wrong. Why is this false belief false? And then have that right by that uh, specific line in your spreadsheet, prove it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And he talks about this in the book. He mm -hmm. talks about defeating these. Um, and you, I guess you identify what the, the, the false belief actually is and what your potential customer might be thinking about your new opportunity or your their internal beliefs or their external beliefs and you literally do it for each one and then you come down and you I guess figure out what experience you've had in your own life that could actually cause a f false belief like what your audience is having or even talk to your audience and find out what experience caused that f that um, false belief to start with and then you just um, you kind of break it down and you rebuild through storytelling what that looks like. So now that we have our spreadsheet, we are going to, you know, obviously we've, we've talked about creating those false beliefs. So now you have this bank. Now you have all this awesome content that you can put in your presentation. If you're on Facebook Live and you're talking about your product service, you know, whatever it is that you're offering, now you have this bank that you can memorize, have in your memory. And then obviously if someone on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or wherever you're selling a webinar comes up with a different false belief that you have don't have on your list add it but then also you'll have those in your memory so you can pull it out you know and in Russell talks about this it's it's kind of like rolling off one another he goes if you think this then this if you think this then this mm -hmm. and he'll just you keep going you keep going you keep going I mean like 40 times back to back to back to back to back all these false beliefs and he said your conversion rates go through the roof with that and I feel like this would come across as spammy. I don't know. I haven't tried it personally. I feel like it would come across as spammy. Also, I don't know for sure because I haven't seen anyone else do it, but I'm just a little skeptical about that. I feel like I kind of dip my toes in the water first and then I'll see mm -hmm. how it goes. But, you know, I mean, obviously whatever we're saying here, you know, take it to whatever fits mm -hmm. your business the best. I think that Amy Porterfield does this quite well in her webinars. She breaks down objections in in a similar way. I think mm -hmm. she she takes a pretty similar um, model. But yeah, just breaking down those objections through storytelling. And guys, as as we said all through this episode, to learn more about this, seriously read the book because right. um, you'll find out exact formulas for breaking down these um, these false belief patterns. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I feel like I might be a little bit uncomfortable with that as well. So um, it's definitely one of those things that I'll consider trying um, yeah. and, and having a look at. But it might be one of those things that you need to build up slowly. But I love the spreadsheet idea. I love the master sheet idea of the the three columns and writing down all of those beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really helpful. And I think you should do that just purely for like your copywriting and everything. Like yeah. you can use this in yeah. so many different ways. If you can use people's words back to them, mm -hmm. um, it will make them feel like you understand how they feel because you do understand how they feel. Yeah, so you should definitely go get the book. Neither of us are affiliates at all, <laughs> but 
This book is amazing. You have to buy it. That's my song to you. Go buy the book. You can buy it at expertsecrets.com. <laughs> it's completely free. You do have to pay shipping now. I think it's $7.95 for shipping. But I mean, hey, free book. Or $12. $12 if you're in Australia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, everything. You have to pay more if you're in Australia. Um, I know. But you know what? I bought it. That's how nuts I am about this book. So I, I bought the hard copy and, well, yeah, hard copy? Yeah, I guess it's hard. Yeah, paperback. It's a real this book. is hard. Paperback. <laughs> I, bought, I bought the book and then and I also bought it on Kindle so that I could you make did. it more mobile and take it with me everywhere nice. I go. So I, nice. yeah, so for on Kindle, I think it's only like 10 bucks. So cool. for everyone in Australia, if you want to get it really quick and you don't want to wait or pay for the shipping, 10 bucks on Kindle, you're good to go. Good. Perfect. I didn't know that. So that's fantastic. Go get the book. Some serious go get the book. And then whenever you do, join my Facebook group, marketbeautifully.com slash community. We can have a great chat about it. Sam's in that group. It's going to be amazing. Tag both of us. And then we can giggle over how amazing it is together. It's just the best. So I can't wait to see how many breakthroughs you have once you start reading this book. I can't wait to hear your stories. Both of us kind of freaked out. We drooled. We fangirled over it. So I knew we just had to have an episode about our biggest takeaways because just these takeaways, just they'll change your business if you really put them into effect. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Sam. I am, I always love talking to you, but I really am so <laughs> glad that you came back on the show and that you are the first guest that's been on my show for two times. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. And guys, definitely get the book. We only touched on half of it, so yes. there's so much more to read. But Haley, thank you so much for having me. As I said, it's like coming home. It's like a little homecoming. Yes. But um, I love being on the show and um, yeah, definitely love talking about this with you. Okay, so Sam recently launched the Brand It Girl podcast. And I'm actually on the Brand It Girl podcast, so please, please go, uh, go, go over there mm-hmm. and iTunes or you're on Google Play, right, and Stitcher and all that. I'm not sure where you're. No, at. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to get on um, Google Play and Stitcher because I'm in Australia. So really? many restrictions. I just hate it on Australians <laughs> over there. Okay, well, go to iTunes, go to the Brand It Girl yes, podcast. IG. And, and go listen to it. Seriously, Sam is just amazing. Every All the content she puts out, I know you guys are going to love. And um, yeah, so where can they find you? Besides listening to your amazing podcast, where can they find you, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a free Facebook community as well. So definitely join Haley's Market Beautifully community. But I also have the Branded Society. It's just brandedgirl.com forward slash society. So you can come and hang out with me there. But I'm also getting more active on Instagram. So I'm working on the Insta story idea. So so that's just the Branded Girl on Instagram. You can find me there. Um, Other than that, you know, you're welcome to give me a shout out, email me. Um, you can find my email on my website, brandygirl.com. And um, I'm always keen to make new friends. So definitely come and say hi. Hi.